Hey, this is David. This episode is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. You can go check them out at redletterclo.com. Got some really cool merch there, gospel-centered, Christ-exalting merch. Go check them out and um, enjoy the rest of the show. So here tonight with uh, Jordan Rowe, who is um, him and his wife, Hannah, and son Judson are planning to move to Alaska in, was it June? June, so like a month and a half. Yeah, not long um, now. My math's not good. Probably even closer by the time you're listening to this. You might be listening to this in June and he's already there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I just wanted to uh, introduce you listeners to, to Jordan. He's a great guy, great family. I'm looking obviously to move up there to be missionaries. God's called them to to Northern Alaska, and I'm gonna let him kind of just just share a little bit, um, just real quick. I I know Jordan through he's a he's a member at my dad's church at Underwood, and during the the missions conference last year, I was running the the Ukraine table, and he was running, I guess, the Alaska table, or yeah, and I, and so when everybody went to church, we were kind of back there and just started talking and uh, talked you know, the whole time I got to hear this guy's heart for missions and for the gospel being spread and church planting. And then excited when I, when I went back to Underwood again this year to hear that, that they're planning on moving to Alaska and which is, which is really cool. So, um, got a few questions here for you, Jordan, Jordan, say, say hi to everybody. Hey everyone. I just want to thank David for allowing me to be on here. Yeah, always this, been a dream of mine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what everybody says. So you hear that out there. If if your dream is to be on this podcast, it might happen if you move somewhere to plant churches. <laughs> um, <laughs> so why why Alaska and, and the also why so the the missions agency I guess is that the correct term for it that that Jordan and his wife will be working with is called Northern Lights missions they're affiliated with the North American Mission Board and the Southern Baptist Convention um so so why what is it about Alaska and what is it about Northern Lights that kind of has drawn y'all towards towards this uh to be honest with you David for the longest time my wife and I had planned on um serving internationally and and so we got married a little over 4 years ago and and our goal was to get married, her finish her university, and and then us move. And just God had a little different plan. And and like I said, we've been here like I said, a little over four years. And through that, um, three years ago, we started going to um, Alaska with our church, um, who had a partnership with Northern Lights Missions and Jeff and Shelley. And and from the very first time I met Jeff, honestly, it there was just God had made a connection there. I, the only way I can really ever describe it is like David and Jonathan, how God knit their hearts together. That, that was, it, it was an unexplainable connection there. Like I said, the first time I met Jeff and, and so we was able to go up there and that first year and serve and, and just see their heart and their willingness to serve and, and do anything. Um, like I said, because the first year Underwood went, it was one of their first years serving. I think it was their second year living in Alaska, living in Alaska. So um, we're just seeing them build connections and build relationships. And, um, and honestly, I, I came back home after that year and, and we were still planning on moving off internationally. 
And it wasn't till about until about a year ago that Hannah and I really started praying about Alaska specifically. And it was through that 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 kind of God confirmed it. Um, it took longer for God to confirm it in my, my heart because um, I have always wanted to go to Alaska and live in Alaska. Like that's been on my bucket list since I was in college, and and that was one of those things I wanted to check and make sure my heart that it, I wasn't going to Alaska um, just to to be on some kind of adventure or just to, for the experience I wanted to be going for, because that was where God was calling us. Yeah. And, and so especially, um, like I said, we were praying, we've been praying specifically roughly a year ago, um, about this. That was when we found out we were going to have our first child. And so now it wasn't just Hannah and I, it was going to be Hannah I, and Judson. And so just that responsibility of being the man of the household yeah. and that leadership that, that God has, has given us, um, I, I made sure and, and sought God, and, and I know it was encouraging when we talked about it that my wife had said, oh, I had I, felt God's confirmation, you know, months ago. I just was waiting for God to let you in on that. <laughs> wow. And and so that was in, encouraging, and, and I, I can't say that there hadn't been times when the enemy has, has caused some doubt in there, but um, Hannah and I both are confident that God is leading us to Alaska and has has built that friendship with Jeff and Shelley and, and that ministry. And we're just looking forward to, to get up there and um, in June and, and serving him in whatever capacity we can. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, so also, so in Alaska, what, what are some of the, I guess the, the challenges with, with church planting there? Like, um, I know, obviously, a huge challenge is the the bear population there, and uh, that tends to be uh, make church planning difficult. Yes, uh, it, uh, <laughs> if you're afraid of certain wildlife, uh, it could be <laughs> very intimidating. Yeah, but uh, it's it's again God in His sovereignty is is crazy how He He works things out even when uh, we have no idea in the past because um, I actually majored in wildlife biology. And and who would ever thought from wildlife biology to now being you know a church planner, uh, that that just blows my mind how God orchestrated that and <laughs> and how in college I I never would a million years thought that that title would have been around my name in the future but um, and I still don't feel I'm by no means worthy yeah. of it it's nothing to me it's just that that's where He's leading us and and guiding us and I know that one of the major major difficulties is is just the travel back and forth to the villages because um, Jeff has, has been given um, kind of has a heart for roughly 15 villages um, communities there in, in interior Alaska. And majority of those, I would say over half of them have um, are, are not accessible by road. And so you either fly in or they're on the Yukon river or another river and so you either get there, like I said, you fly in, get there by boat, or in the winter you you snow machine in. And so, wow, just uh, that alone has, um, you know, is some challenges that that you have to get used to. And and I know for a fact though that that Jeff overcoming those challenges and willing to take those on in the past has opened the doors for him to share, yeah. because when he has has rode ten hours on a snow machine. And gets to a village, and they're like, "Why are you here? Oh, I'm here to have church." 
there's one person in particular that said, Hey, I'm, I'll be there just because you're there. Wow. You, you took that effort. Wow. So I'm going to be there too. Um, so that, that's probably the most difficult. And then, um, the rest is just, it's a little bit different culture up there. Um, and, and like I said, amazing people, um, and, and everything, but it's different culture than the South. And so just, um, building those friendships and, and building that community and earning their trust. Um, as with going cross-culturally anywhere, you yeah. got to earn the trust of the people and, um, the local, um, population. And, and like I said, they definitely, um, find it difficult to understand my Southern English <laughs> a little bit. And so just, um, like I said, but we, we love the, the, the people there and we love, um, Jeff and Shelly and Jeff and Shelly have been able to build some relationships, some great relationships with, with the people there. And, and we are kind of going on their backs into these communities. So, um, they've been, they've allowed us, they've opened many doors for us. So we're looking forward again to, to getting up there and serving and, and, um, and prayerfully, um, seeing people come to know Jesus through it. So, wow. Uh, so are y'all, are y'all like the, I guess, Northern Lights? It, are there other evangelical missionaries in, you said what, like 15 villages? Are y'all kind of the only gospel presence there? Are there other missionaries there or is it kind of all? And in the past, there's been other mission missionaries come in. And even now, occasionally during the summer, they'll have different missionaries come in. But the, as far as I understand it, um, Jeff and Shelly and Northern Lights Missions are the only year-round wow. missionaries. So a lot of them go back down south to lower 48 during the winter. Wow. So it, I think that alone has opened some doors um, because you, you earn respect and say, hey, I'm not just here during the the warmer, um, mosquito infested months. I'm, I'm here all year. Um, so like I said that, um, and, and again, with that, uh, other missionaries in the past going in, you have different kind of theological beliefs that's been taught or just the, the sporadic nature of, of different missionaries coming in and, and teachers, um, leads to a little bit of confusion and just the, the lack of, um, of, of knowledge of, of our Lord and savior and, and his love for them. And, and so it's, uh, they need some, some con continuous, um, some continuity, someone that that's stable and, and that's what Jeff and Shelly have been. And, and we pray we are. Yeah. Wow. So I feel like I'm saying, wow, a lot. like this is just <laughs> like, this is, it's just really cool to see like a, um, a, like a young family. You've got, how old is Judson? He is just, today he's five months. Five, five month old. I mean, t typically like, uh, you're encouraged, I guess, like, this isn't the time to be becoming missionaries, you know, like, is, is how probably most yeah. people would view that. Um, but y'all are saying like, no, this is the perfect time. Like, we want our son to grow up on the mission field, which is really cool because that's pretty much you know, all he's going to know is the mission field and what that's like. And, um, which is, I mean, just going out there. Like I, I, I've gotten to know a few different like missionaries, kids, children, and they seem like it. Okay. I know a lot of pastors, children, and I know a lot of pastors, children who have kind of 
don't follow in their parents' footsteps. Yes, straight away. But it's the opposite with like missionaries' children, I feel like. I don't know if it's because of the, I mean, typically you're, you're homeschooled and a lot of discipleship that goes on there. and that. But like I know a lot of missionary, I know a lot of multi-generational missionaries. missionaries. Um, so I, I'm just said, like, that's just, it's cool just to think that way. Like I feel, like I said, like most people think I've got a young child, you know, maybe once life settles down a little bit, then we might think about missions, but it, it reminds me of, uh, I know a guy that's church planning in India and he's got four little girls all, or when they left, they had three little girls at the time, I think, and they were all under um, younger than five years old, and they were asking, you know, why are you going on the mission field now? And it's like, this is the time to go. You know, you want to go before they're in school, before all those things. And it's just, I don't know, that's just, that's just really, that seems really cool to me that that you've got such a, a young child and God saying, go, we're going to go. And that's one thing we want our child to learn from day one is that when God calls you to do something, you you do it exactly, and you trust that he's going to take care of you. I just think that's that's just that's that's really cool to me. That's one reason I, I keep saying wow, which is I think where my talking started. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and and I know for me, um, I had the opportunity to to serve alongside some IMB missionaries in Uganda um, several years ago, and and they had um, one one couple had three young children. And just seeing how their children were not a hindrance to their um, outreach, mm -hmm. they were actually a benefit because it allowed them to, it opened doors for other parents and, and just, it allowed other people to see their lives and the, the genuineness of their lives. And I, Hey, there's times when kids are going to get upset. They're going to, you know, yeah. throw a temper tantrum there because, you know, we're all in need of, of saving of God's grace and, and we're born that way. And, yeah. and so, um, it's just cool to, for me to, it was cool for me to see that. And, and again, like I said, it's one of those, it, it's scary, uh, going and, and moving Judson away from, from his grandparents and, and from, like I said, our families that we love and, and cherish. But at the same time, we know that this is where God's leading and we know that, that he's going to, to equip us and, and guide us and, and he'll comfort us in those times of, of loneliness of missing our families. And, and we know that through this though, we're going to build, um, prayerfully build new relationships and friendships that that's kind of going to fill in the gap in ways. And, and that was another thing I learned from the missionaries. Hang on. And they said, just the fact that them serving as missionaries allowed them to meet some incredible people and build some incredible relationships that they never would have. Um, or could have back in the States. And, and so it, it opens the door. And so I don't, I personally don't want it to think anyone that if, if God's leading you, um, to, to go somewhere, um, move somewhere that be somewhere else in, in the U S, um, or be someone inter, somewhere internationally. Um, if God is leading you, don't let your family, um, the nature of your family be a hindrance. Um, yeah. just ob obey and, and, and trust him. I know it's something that, that God has had to continue to remind me in, in, in my times of doubt, but he, he is bigger and he is greater and he is enough. Yeah. And that, that including your, your family, your gifting, your God has a, equipped you with everything 
you need to accomplish, you know, what he has for you and his, his purpose for his glory. That's, yeah, that's, a uh, that's really cool. I had a question. I had a really good question that I was thinking of while you're talking and now I completely lost it. I don't know. I feel like I had to do. Oh, okay. I remember it now. Um, I know you would, uh, you would agree with this because we, we kind of just talked about it at dinner, but, uh, one, I know I've I found an easy way. Obviously prayer is probably the most important, but an easy way to kind of build up confidence in, and what God's called you to do and his faithfulness in in equipping and calling and providing and sustaining you is read, read biographies of Christians that have done it. And I mean, there's so many stories of missionaries and pastors and, and even other, other strong Christians of that, you know, God just, just provides for them and he calls them to do something and they don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, it's all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, God calls people to do something and he, he, he calls you to something. He doesn't always tell you exactly what, what it's going to look like, how he's going to provide for you, how things are going to come to pass, but you just trust like that's going to happen. And, and he's faithful and, um, is always, always faithful. So, um, Kind of the the last question. Well, before we move to the last question, I guess on that note of what what are some, uh, I guess specifically missionaries. I know you said you're a you you like to read biographies of other missionaries and stuff. What are some some missionaries who you would recommend our listeners if they're wrestling with this to kind of study some more on or read a biography about them or an autobiography? Um, who, who would be some of those? David, I, I'm first of all, I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> so I can I just tell you the the ones that that come to mind um, right now. But I know it, it, in particular, um, I don't know Judson, um, who our son is named after, <laughs> has, has been an influence. But also um, the works of I read the works of Amy Carmichael, uh, yeah. the works of Jim Elliot, um, yeah. and just that that not just Jim, but of that entire. Um, group of brothers that they're willing to, you know, for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. go where it has not been gone before, and seeing how God worked in the aftermath of that. Yeah. Um. And and just like I said, there's countless others um, that that I cannot think of right now, but but those have been some of my favorite and the the ones that um, I, I tend to turn to. Yeah. And um and of course, being Southern Baptist, you got to throw in Lottie Moon. Yeah. <laughs> but but her her uh, her life did make a profound impact on on how we as Southern Baptists um, view missions and and how raising the support the financial support of missions. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the the billions of dollars probably that have gone to missions because of of that uh, program. And and so it's just I I love listening listening or, or reading missionary biographies. And because it always turns me to, to praising God and, and and thanking Him for what He's done in the past and praying that that He'd He'd equip me and prepare me to, if I was faced with those opportunity or those challenges that I would react in a similar way mm-hmm. that I'd be willing to um, to forsake all and and run after Him even if yeah. if facing death. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, 
I was trying to think of some I would add to that, but uh, yeah, th- those are good ones. Um, yeah. So again, moving to Alaska in June in a couple months, and uh, so moving. Yeah, take, packing up his family, moving to Alaska. So it's really awesome what you're doing up there. Um, hopefully by this point, people really want to to learn more about what you're doing. So what are some ways that, you know, as we're talking right now, it's kind of the, the adventure is about to begin <laughs> and, um, and, and really feel like, like God already has, and He's going to even even more so, because from especially with, with what we've talked about, if you've got one family up there right now that's already living up there full time, then you add another family, like you're doubling the, you know, in in theory, the mm-hmm. amount of uh, you know of what you can do and what you're able to do up there. So just feel like you know if God's already done this much through one family. How much more is he going to do when he when he doubles that? It's just is really cool. So, you know, expecting some some really awesome stories of what God's doing. So, how can people like follow you and your family in the future and stay in touch and and hear, you know, some of those stories of the things that we we know God's going to do there. So, um, I'll be honest. My wife is the more techie uh, in the social media, <laughs> so she has uh, has made us a, a joint. Um, Facebook account. It's Jordan N. Like the letter N. Letter yeah. N. Hannah Rowe. And that's our Facebook. And then. And you spell your, your last name R O W E. Yeah. And then, and also uh, Northern Lights Missions. They have a Facebook and it's Northern Lights Missions. Uh, I know there are several other um, uh, very close variants on Facebook, yeah. but it, they're the only one in Toke, Alaska. Okay. Out of the location. So if you get that one, you're on the right one. And then we also have an Instagram that I'm going to look up as best as I can because I, so that way I don't <laughs> mess it up. Well, while you're looking for it, I can ask you some more Alaska questions. Yeah. So since since you're trained with wildlife, um, <laughs> do you do you know what to do if? on one of these long treks to one of these villages if you do run up on a bear. What okay, first of all, what, I'm sorry. Uh bears seem really cool to me. Uh hashtag go grizzlies ground city. Um uh what kind of bears are most prevalent there? For some reason I think Alaska I think bears. Yeah. That's just what and, I don't and, know if I've just watched too many nature shows <laughs> and like that they do. They have a, a lot more um bears um, Balto. Constant. That's why I think bears. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I imagine they would have a lot more, like overall in the state than than about anywhere else yeah. in in the U.S. Um, but I mean, you can run into um, several different types of of brown bear. Uh, like a, there's, of course, different subspecies yeah. of them, and then there you can also find black bear, and then of course the polar bear, which we won't really encounter being in the interior of Alaska. Yeah. Um, but like I said, um, we have thankfully, while I've been up there and I had the opportunity to go on a, a two week long, um, 
like a riverboat trip with with the missionary last year and, and in a sense we started close to the Canadian border and we just floated down in every village kind of along the river we would stop and um like I said just continue to build the relationship with them and, and some some villages we had the opportunity to to share and and teach have a bible study with them and then some of them we just continued building the relationship and, and yeah. talked to the to leaders to the leaders there and everything but while on that trip I know there were several times where we found some very uh, fresh bear tracks mm. um, <laughs> that that were quite large, and um, and I have to say that that when when I felt confirmation um, on going to Alaska, it's it's probably not the best thing to admit, but one of the first purchases I made was on a a, a fairly big uh, gun. Uh, <laughs> I thought you could say bear repellent or something. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, to take up there with me as yeah. protection, um, yeah. and, and the fact that I love guns didn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> that might have added a little bit to it, but yeah. but just um, again, like I said, I, I'm not really that worried. Um, I might should be, but I'm not really that worried. And um, <laughs> like I said, all I got to do is outrun the slowest person, right? So. Yeah, yeah, or out boat. Um So I. I'm, this is just kind of, I'm just thinking about this now. We didn't really prepare for this, but, uh, so will you have, I think I might've asked you this before. Will you have Wi-Fi there? We should have, um, in Toke, we should have access to internet and, and even, um, cell service there. And in some of the villages, um, they actually have, um, like I said, most of the villages probably have internet and, uh, cell service done by local, I think it's GCI or something like that. But anyway, yeah. where you can contact. But along in between the villages, it's not not much uh, access to to um, wireless or, or whatever. Well, then we there might be a way where we could for our listeners. You know, that obviously you're all going to go follow them on Facebook and stuff, and, and we'll try to we'll try to link that in the show notes their uh, Facebook stuff. But uh, it might be cool to in the future do some like some updates now that with my Really cool. I, I know you're listening to this thinking, wow, they sound so much better than they used to. It's because we got so upgraded our equipment. And now with my equipment, um, we can, I can direct record phone calls or, so we might could do some, <laughs> some, go. some updates that way in the future. Um, so last, last but not least, what are just a, a few ways that we here with the podcast and also our listeners can be praying for you? your family well um first and foremost just that, that we continually you know seek god and, and allow him to prepare us for alaska because yeah. um as you said we i've had the opportunity to go up there and, and spend i think i've totaled up roughly six weeks in alaska thus far mm-hmm. and and so yeah that that is a little bit of time but it's it's still just a short um part compared to what we're actually going to be living up there and so i still have a lot to learn and just that we would, um, like I said, that God would continue to guide us and we listen to the Holy Spirit and, and the reveal sin in our life because we don't want that to, you know, get in the way of, of, of his mission. Yeah. And, and then also just that we build relationships up there with the people. Um, like I said, we'd build, you know, good friendships and relationships that we can sit down and, and just have good gospel centered conversations. And, and then like I said, like I said, those are the two biggest, but by all means, I, I know just the, the fact that we're moving away from family and, and 
I actually just thought yesterday of of how um, difficult it's going to be uh, yeah. to leave leave like I said my parents and, and my wife's parents and and um, and they're probably thinking more about how yeah. how uh, they're going to lose <laughs> their grandson. Yeah, um, for my parents, this is their first grand grandchild. So uh, oh man, they uh, um, I know they're going to miss them greatly. Yeah. But it, it'll just give them more encouragement to come up there and visit us. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and so that as well, but also just um, the unity of, of Jeff and Shelly and I and, and Hannah, because I know um, as with, with all things, we're, we're, we as human beings are, are fleshly. And um, if we allow our flesh to get in the way, it's easy easy for um, kind of discord to get in, in between um, people. And, and I know for missionaries, that's, that's probably the number one cause. I think yeah. I've read before that's the number one cause of, of people, um, missionaries leaving the field. And so just pray, pray for unity. Um, like I said, we, we, we greatly appreciate you, David, for allowing me to be here and, and, and talk and share a little bit of our heart and what God has, has led us to. And, um, and, and I've enjoyed it and I look forward to, uh, the possibility of, of maybe, maybe partnering in the future. Yeah. So, uh, this is, this is what we're going to do. We're gonna, if you're listening to this, um, I would like you to just take this moment just to pray for Jordan and Hannah and Judson. I'm a, I'm about to pray for them. Um, obviously, if you're driving, don't close your eyes and pray. Um, but you can pray without closing your eyes. But um, so I can. yeah, Wait, <laughs> yeah. So except for if you're Baptist, just pull over and close your <laughs> eyes. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna pray for y'all, and then we'll we'll uh close this episode so let's pray um father i just want to pray for the rose i want to pray for jordan and hannah and their their marriage lord just that um as this new season that it just strengthens them and their love for each other as it strengthens their love for you lord i I pray for judson um as he is um raised in alaska and that that is becomes just such a positive experience for him and that he grows up just to be um to be a man that loves you and follows you like his parents are and and that hopefully we see multiple generations of of rose following you to the ends of the earth um spreading your name and your fame um lord i I pray for uh the family that's that's already in alaska that you um, continue just to sustain them and um, that the connection with, with the rose and them, it just fits like a glove and is um, as we we trust that it will and that, that you have brought them all together in their separate giftings to, to work well together, Lord. Um, and Lord, I ask that you just constantly and consistently remind them that you are what it's all about um, and that if if ever they begin to lose sight of that, that you bring them back to you, Lord. And, and, and also we just pray for the, the people there, um, that relationships are built and that ultimately people that are right now, as we pray that are not worshiping you, that through this ministry, one day they come to worship you, Lord. We thank you and we love you in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode. To leave here and we all will do it You think I'm ready, you got that right I look forward to it You say I'm crazy for Jesus, that boy's done went insane But I wrote with Paul to live as Christ and to die as game
The man, the woman who will set their one goal to commune with God and to be with Him, everything else will fall in place. Absolutely everything else will fall in place.